Boker Tov. <clears throat> Today's stop is Chof uh, Zion, the last stop in Chagiga, the last stop in, in the Seder Moed. We learned for a four shlem for Shlomo ben Rachel Yosef, Hazriel ben Chaim Michal, and Alozer ben Reuma. <clears throat> Finishing uh, two years of Moed today. So we were discussing yesterday the issue of the Shulchan and the Mizbeach. Uh, is, can the Shulchan become Tameh, the Shulchan in the, in the uh, base of Mikdash, in the Heichal, can that become Tameh or not? So we had this discussion. On the one hand, we said it's a Kliyates, which is made for, uh, for being stationary, and that's not Makabal Tumah. Uh, and that's not Makabal Tumah, because only if it's movable, we learn out from the Pasig of Obegad or Osak, that it's Makabal Tumah, and this is not. So the Gemara then says, yeah, but they do pick it up at the time of the Regalim and show it to everybody. So on the other hand, it is movable. So if that's the case, uh, if that's the case, uh, is it Mechabal We said, be careful, don't be Mechabal But why don't you say that um, even if you say that it would be it would be something which is stationary and wouldn't be Mechabal even if it would be that, what about the cover, the, the lining, the overlay is gold, and that is Mechabal That's what the Gemara discussed. So the Gemara went through this discussion and said, maybe it's only good wood, bad wood. And then we came out and at the end we said that Shiny Shulchan at the at the very uh, beginning of Daf Chafzayim. Shiny Shulchan Rachmana Kareitz. Hashem called it eights. Rachmana Kareitz. Afchum Mitzupa says Rashi. Even when it's overlaid with gold, it's called eights, and therefore it's uh, as a as a um, as a uh, a a kli of eights. Normally, it wouldn't be makabel tumah, except for the fact that it is movable. And if it's kli which is movable, lachora. <clears throat> it would be Makabal Tumah. So therefore, you could say, that's why they said, be careful. They told the Korn uh, Amratzen in the base of Migdush at the end, uh, you know, at the end of time, be careful, don't uh, don't uh, be Metamiyah, because it could be Makabal Tumah. And the question was, anyway, what about the Matechas? The Matechas, we say, doesn't uh, do anything uh, because, uh, as he said before, Rabbi Yudah said, um, so it should be Tomei, except for the fact that uh, the Torah calls it eight. So therefore, we don't look at the Tzipur. We don't look at the fact that there's a gold plate on it and gold is Makabal Tumah because Rashi said Kri Matechas is not Mukash to eights and, and not Mukash to Sak, rather. And Matechas is Makabal Tumah. But over here, the Torah says, no, we don't look at the overlay. We, we consider it made out of eights. Hamizbeach eights. It says that the Mizbeach is made out of eights, but aren't we talking about the Shulchan? We'll see. Pasik says Mizbeach eight Sholish Amas Kabbalah, three Amas high, Baruchoshtaim, and a length of two. Yeah. Ephraim, is there a, a Kli H? Yes, uh, that has a, a Kli, that's a Kli Kibu. Isn't it Makabal eights, even if it's Peshutia Kli eights? So why come on that yet? You can move it. It's, okay. it has, it's so, a Kli Kibu. It, it, it's a Kli Kibu. Right, it is, it is, it is, it, it is, um, it is, it has a base kibul, so you could put things on it, and therefore it should be makabal tumah, except if it's stationary. If it's stationary, a kli, a kli, not a, we're not talking about shute kliates, which is not, doesn't have a base kibul. Even this, which has a base kibul, it has a place to put the breads on there, so it would be makabal tumah, except for the fact that it's stationary, if it's stationary, but we said it's not really stationary, so therefore it should be makabal tumah. So, uh, and then we said, yeah, but even if, even if, forget about the fact that it's uh, stationary, not stationary, there's an overlay of gold and that should be, make it be Makabal Tumah. She said, no, we don't look at that. 
The Torah calls it eight, even when it's covered, after Mitzvah, it's still considered eight. Where's the Torah say that? Yechezkel says, three amasai, and a length of two amas, and its corners are like it, two made out of eights, and its length and its walls are made out of, out of wood. And Hashem said to me, is Yechezkel speaking, this is the Shulchan, which is before God. Okay, so here we're talking about the Shulchan. We say, okay, the Shulchan, this is the Shulchan, which is uh, wood. The Torah calls it wood. So therefore, again, since it's wood and it would it, it would be Makabal Tumah, except for the fact that it's made stationary, then it's not. But we said it's not stationary because it's movable. So it would be Makabal Tumah in theory. And I mean, it could be Makabal Tumah. And therefore we said, be careful, don't be Matamiyat. Who, who are we speaking to? When they pick up the, when they pick it up, it, it, the, the fact that it's uh, that it's movable, even when it's not, even when it's sitting on the ground, it still could be makabal tumba since it is movable. So we said, be careful, don't be matamid. But the question over here, the Gemara asks, is okay, fine. We're talking about the shulchan, but the, the beginning of the pasuk said mizbech. Hamizbech eats. He said the mizbech, the altar was eights. Shalosh Hamas gives the uh, it gives the uh, dimensions, and and the uh, construction is made out of uh, the composite is made out of wood. And then it's very This is the shulchan. What do you mean this is the shulchan? You're talking about the mizbech. Pasuk mizbech. The pasuk starts off talking about the altar. Masayim shulchan. It ends up with the table where you put the lechem apodim. What's going on over here? Are we talking about the shulchan? The shulchan mishlokish shemer tavai. This much basically yishkaim where the base majors exists. Mizbech machaper alodim. We bring karbonos and that atones for our sins. Achshav. But now that there's no base amigdash, shulchan shalom machaper alodim. A person's shulchan is what atones for him. How is that? Says Rashi, orchim. by inviting guests, inviting the poor and the needy over to your house, that's what says kapara for you. And the Farshim say, Tosa says also that the, the eating itself, that is like, you know, like the Mizbech is eating, the Golokoha like just let's swallow, and just like the altar eats our kavanos by people eating our food, that is also uh, an atonement for us. So that's the famous Russia. Meanwhile, though, we say that the shulchan. Is the Shulchan Makabal Tumah or not? We came out, the Shulchan could be Makabal Tumah for two, right? It could be Makabal Tumah. And because it's a Kli Eitz, which is movable. And uh, even without the overlay, even without the overlay, it's still a Kli, which is movable. The Gemara said, okay, even if even if you didn't have that reason, it should be Tumah because the overlay, no, the overlay is bottled for the thing itself. Then we said in the Mishnah, Mishnah said, if you look at the top of Chafav and Beis, we learn yesterday. They all had replacements. There was a second and a third one. Uh, if the first ones become Tame, you bring the other ones and place them. Use the other ones. Then we said, They all need Tefillah. Except for the Mizbeachs, the altars, there's two, there's two altars, there's which was outside where they brought Carbon, regular carbonus were sacrificed there. And then Mizbechazov, which was for the Ketores and for the Dam, etc. on, uh, let's say, on Yom Kippur and things of that sort, or Palm Dovashil Tzibur, things like that, where they used the Mizbechazov, on the, in the, which is the inner Mizbech, also called the Mizbech Apnimi, it's also called Mizbech Ketores, Mizbech Nechoshes, which was Nechoshes at the time of Moshe, was also called Mizbech Adama, or Mizbech Achitzoni. In any case, uh, these or do not need tefillah. Why? Because they are like ground. Karka, anything attached to the ground doesn't need tefillah. Doesn't have to go to the mikvah. That is not makabal tumah. 
That's the general idea. So so he says that. So the mission Gemara now says Kolakam has the second one. We're not talking about the second and the third ones. We we said yesterday that the Lashon of was the beginning of the mission said case of Mavirin Altaras Hazara, right? How do they pass Misha over a regular Mavirin Altaras Hazara, the previous mission had said Mavirin. So we said we move them. So the question was, which ones are we moving? The Mizbeachs don't need to go to the mikvah, right? And the Shulchan can't go to the mikvah. Why? Because it's got to stay there all the time, right? You can't take a lechem upon them away. So we're not which one, and the other ones don't really have a place. Don't have a specific, the menorah has a place. According to the one who said that the menorah also, you don't, you're not tovel. Uh, in other words, the menorah also wasn't moved. So which ones, the Shulchan and the menorah uh, don't, are not going to make for because they can't be moved. The Mizbeach, Azov, doesn't need because it's karka. And the other ones don't really have a specific place. They can move anywhere. So what's Lashon Ma'avirin? It's a little bit strange. What does Ma'avirin mean? Unless you say for the, the menorah, if you hold like our mission, the menorah could go to the mikvah, so you could say speaking about that. But we said yesterday, there's different explanations for the word Ma'avirin. It doesn't necessarily mean move from its regular place. It could mean Ma'avirin, like, oh, well, it's you do it right away. Or Ma'avirin, you push away other mitzvahs because you take care of this right away. Right after Yontif, you, uh, you, you, um, you, you, uh, you put these in the mikvah. Those were the Lashonas of uh, Ma'avir, right? One was uh, over La Siyosan, and one was that you do it right away. And there was a third one. I don't recall what there was. We said it yesterday, what the, what the Ma'avirin was, Lashon Ma'avirin, that, um, you know, that we, 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 we stop, we do it, you know, right away. Okay, so um, now the Gemara says like this. So on the idea that we say that the Mizbeach HaNechoshes and the Mizbeach Hazov, uh, don't need tefillah. They don't have to go to the mikvah. Why? Because they're like karka. How do we know that? At the time of Shlomo's, and as a real base of Migdash, is supposed to have as It's not simply a brass one that Moshe uh, that Moshe uh, used in the Mishkan, which was which was transportable. But it says the real mizbeach is called mizbeach adama. It's made out of stone and earth. right? Tasali. So he says, Mizbech, it's called Adama. It says Rashi, Mizbech, Shemalan of Olas, Veshlomem, because it says, Mizbech, Adama, Tasali, Vizabach, Allah, Vizabach, Veshlomech, Vizabach, Veshlomech, Vizabach, Veshlomech, at the end of uh, Yisro. So it says, Mizbech, Adama, and that's the one that you bring the Olas and the Shlomem, which is the Mizbech, Achitzon, the Mizbech, and Achoshes. So Mizbech, Shemalan of Olas, behind the Mizbech, and Achoshes, and it's called Mizbech, Adama. So you see, it's called the ground, it's like in the ground, it's karka. And therefore, doesn't need to go to the mikvah. Mizbeach Hazov, why is Mizbeach Hazov also like that, as like karka? After all, it's not really karka, it's movable, it's a small little thing, and amma by an amma, right? The whole uh, is not very big. Mizbeach Hazov, the chsip, ha menorah, mizbachos. In the Pasik, it says the menorah and the mizbachos, all the mizbech, all the mizbechs, all the altars. Iskish mizbachos, zelazeh. So since the Mizbech Azov is, or the Mizbech Torah, Mizbech Aknimi, whatever you call it, is compared, juxtaposed with, with, um, the, with the uh, Mizbech Adama, just like the Mizbech Adama or the Mizbech Anachoshes is considered ground, is considered karka, and therefore some Makabal This one also is not Makabal So it's like a Doraisa that the Mizbech are not Makabal However, the Shulchan and the Menorah could be Makabal and therefore you have to be careful. So what, what is the Ekashirs between the two Mizbech? Right, it's 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 the one word mizbachot, the, the the various mizbachot. Now, what do you mean the mizbachot? Right, what do we the inner one and the outer one? Right, the inner one and the outer one. The, the truth is the sukkim 
specifically referring to, all that was movable. Right? Right, right, right. right. Even this Bachadama was movable. That's right, that's right. That's right. It so was really movable. Because the Pasuk calls it Adama Karka, right? Even at the time of Moshe, it was still considered Karka. So what happened? The last words of the Mishnah were that uh, we said that the Mizbeach Hazov and the don't need to feel it because they're considered karka. They're considered like uh, ground, like attached to the ground. Because they are covered with what? They are covered with overlaid with gold. Now, what do we mean in Sheshem So we're saying, presumably we're talking about the Mizbeach Hazov. Or the Mizbech Nechoshes, when it was really Nechoshes, not the Mizbech Adama, right? The Mizbech Nechoshes, it was brass, so it was it was considered. In other words, what Michael's saying is, is that at the time, at the time, it was movable, and we're talking about the time of Moshe, yeah. So Mizbech Nechoshes, but it was called Mizbech Adama, so therefore it's considered karka, even though it's Mizbech Nechoshes, even that's overlaid with with uh, brass, and the other one is overlaid with gold. So, so Chamsei, because they're overlaid. Well, wait a minute. Overlaid is not a reason that they shouldn't be Makabotoma. If they're like Karka, that's the reason they shouldn't be Makabotoma. But that they're overlaid with metal, whatever the metal is, is not a reason that they shouldn't. It's the reason they should be Makabotoma. It says, Keeping the Mitsupinina, since they are overlaid with metal, Mitamu, they should, they should accept Tuma. They should become, they are susceptible to Tuma. Just the opposite. So what do I mean the Chum say? Chum are saying, uh, the, the, the Tanakama says, I mean, that's what Rebbe Lezer says, you know why the Mizbachos are not Mechabal Because they are compared to the ground. They're like uh, stationary, they're like in the ground. Even if they're not stationary, but they're in the ground, they're considered like Karka. Because the Pasuk calls them as Bachadama, so it's considered like Karka. Chum say no, it's because they're they're overlaid. Overlaid is the reason why they should be Mechabal That's what more asked. So the first answer is the Chum disagree. The Chum say they are Makabotuma, even though the Torah calls them the ground, but since they are covered with gold or with brass, whatever the metal is, they're Makabotuma. Or I could tell you, no, there is no Machlokas. Everybody agrees that the Mizbeach and the Mizbachos are not Makabotuma. They're speaking to Rablazer. They said to Rablazer, my diet, why do you say you need the Pasik? Why do you say you need the Pasuk? How do you know that they are not Makabal Tuma? Because the Pasuk calls them Mizbach Adama, right? It's like in the ground, and therefore it's not Makabal Tuma. Why do you need the Pasuk? Why would you think that they are Makabal Tuma? Because they are overlaid with metal? You think because they're because they are Mitsupin, and therefore the Tsipui, the cover is Mavatal them, and they're not considered Kark, and they're like Matechas? Niftal Batal Tsipuyan. The overlay is bottled to the item itself, Kabayu. The Pasuk is mevatled than themselves. Why? Drachmanakari eights, like we had before. We had, we had, we had, and yesterday's time, we're talking about the Shulchan. Shulchan is covered with, Shulchan is covered with, uh, with gold. So we said, if it's covered with gold, that's the reason why it should be Makabal right? So it should be Makabal because of that. But forget about the fact that it's movable or not movable. Or you create Rasulinacha, but about the fact that it's that it's overlaid with gold. That's what the Gemara asked yesterday. Right? The Gemara, when the Gemara said the tape of clay, the tape of clay, Mishum, the tape even if it's Rasulinachas, because it's, it, it's, it's overlaid. So, what was our answer at the top of the page? No, because the, the Torah calls uh, the Torah calls the Shulchan eights. But it also, in this passage, we said the Torah also calls the Mizbeach eights, right? Mizbeach eights. And, and they're shulchan. So we, we said, why does it call shulchan and mizbeach? 
because it's mechaper for you either way, either the mizbeach or the shulchan is mechaper for you. But he, but the pasuk calls the mizbeach eight, just like it calls the shulchan eight. So therefore, the chum is saying to to um, to Rabbi Lezer, why do you need the pasuk of mizbach adamot to teach me that the mizbachos are like karka and they're not mechabel tuma? They're not mechabel tuma. What's your reason? Why do you need a pasuk? Oh, you think because it's covered with gold and therefore it would be mechabel tuma? No. The Torah says that that gold, that 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 brass or the gold is a uh, bottle. It's nullified by the item itself. It's bottled to the item itself. As the Pasik said, the says, Rahmana Kara eight. Lakula, Torah calls them both. Shulchan and the Mizbech are called are called eights. Even without the Pasik of Mizbach Adamah, they wouldn't be Makabotumah because it's a Kliate. And this is certainly the Mizbech, by the way, is certainly. A kliyata also linachas is certainly a a a, um, a kli of eight, which is made to put down. Now the truth, the mizbech, the mizbech um, of um, of Shlomo, which was much bigger, right? Which was much bigger, and of course, one of four is very big. That's not a kliyata anymore. It's it, that's a structure. That's a proper structure. But the mizbech uh, of Moshe, the mizbech of Moshe, the Moshe, the mizbech of they were kalim. And, but they were also the nachas, and therefore the eights. He says, you know what? You don't need a pasuk mizbacha to say it's karka. The reason it's uh, the reason I'm a kabbalatuma is because uh, the the uh, the metal is bottled to the item itself, and the item itself, the Torah says, is called eights. That's why it's bottled. You might, you can argue is it bottled or is it not bottled, but the Torah says it's eights lekulu without the pasuk of adama. Also, wouldn't be makabeltum because the Torah calls it eight, and it's a clear and it's a clear eight. So nachas. The shulchan we said before maybe is not made to be stationary because they pick it up and show everybody the, the bread, but the mizbech is certainly is certainly made to be stationary. Amr um, Abavu. So the Gemara ends off with a nice uh, many times the mesechtas ends off with a nice uh, you know idea. Amr Abavu. Amr Ablaza. Tamechacham ain ur shel gehenim shaladet ben. The fire of gehenim does not. Um, does not rule over uh, and does not overtake the Tamir Chacham. Why? Kavachom mi Salamandra. Kavachom from the Salamandra. Not the Salamandra that we know today, but uh, Salamandra, we have today some, right, some sort of a big fish or whatever, uh, or some sort of a, uh, a rodent. But here we're talking about the Salamandra, which is similar. Uh, they say it's similar to a, uh, a, a mouse or some sort of a, or a, um, uh, a rat of some sort that uh, is is made out of fire. Uma Salamander told us Aish. Salamander, Rashi says, is a derivative of a fire. Rashi says, Chaya, it's a beast, Hanivros Mena Or, that's created from fire. Sheborin Aish Mokamechad Shevashan. When you have a fire that goes on for seven years, somehow a creature is made from there. Tamid, Liefsek. If the fire doesn't stop for seven years, others say 70 years. There's whatever the whatever the salamander was. It's some uh, you know um, you know, mystic or or you know it's, it, there's a legend that this salamander uh, is created from fire, and if you take the blood of this salamander, I guess it's not a fish because it's got blood, right? Uh, if you if you uh, smear it on you, then fire it's uh, that's a fire retardant. Fire doesn't it's a it's a good fire retardant. The blood of the salamander. So he says the kavachom salamander salamander should told us Aisha is a derivative of fire. But asach midama, if you anoint yourself with that blood, ain ur shaletas bow, the fire does not rule over you. Meaning it's a fire retardant, it keeps the fire away. Tamar chacham shagol kufan Aisha. 
Tamachachim, whose whole body is Eish Tichsiv, Halo Kod Varai Keish Nu Hashem, my words are fire, and Tamachachim is full of the words of Hashem, his whole body is like Eish, Alachas Kamakama, certainly uh, he is, is uh, he is, uh, he, the fire will not rule over him, the fire cannot consume him and cannot uh, hurt him at all. Rashi says, um, uh, yeah, that, uh, Rashi says that, but uh, Etosa says that, uh, Etosa is a little bit differently. Um, Etosa says that the, um, in, in talking about the, in talking about the, the next case, he talks about, I want, I want to leave this last piece for the, uh, for the Siyam, but the idea is that the aura of Gehenna does not show a, not only on Tamnecham, but even people who aren't Tamnecham also, but they're still full of mitzvahs. Why? Farshim say, because they have the mitzvahs of Tzedakah and Chesed, even, and those mitzvahs here, Makayim, even if he did it Shalol Lishma, and he gives an example from uh, the, uh, from the Mizbech. That's why it's related to Argomar over here about the Mizbech. The Mizbech Azov was this very small Mizbech, right? A very small Mizbech, an Amma, an Amma and a half, uh, uh, in the in the Heichal, and they had a gold plate on it, and yet when there was fire on it, the Ketoros was burnt on it, etc. It didn't, nothing happened to it. So Rashi says, because it's gold, miraculously, nothing happened to the thin layer of gold. If you have gold and you have fire on it constantly, it's going to melt. The gold's going to melt, it's going it's to erode, and you're going to lose something, right? That was one miracle. Tosa says even more that it protected, not just that, the, that nothing happened to the gold, but it protected the wood from there. So just like that gold protects the wood, protected the wood, so the same way, the mitzvahs that we have protect us from the uh, fire of uh, of Gehenna. All right, we'll leave uh, we'll leave the last a few lines for uh, for the CM later this morning. Um, uh, Rumi, I take it you didn't fly in for the uh, for the uh, CM. Uh, not, not for uh, lack of trying. We're thinking about not it. Not just okay. All right. All right. And uh, now we'll uh, take a look at at Yavamas. Okay, tomorrow's the first day of Yavamas, and it looks like a pretty short daf if you don't learn the Tosfas, but it's a little bit complicated. Now, don't be afraid of Yavamas. People are afraid of Yavamas because, because um, the three, pardon? They're afraid of Yavamas because they never understood it. Okay, well, I, I'll tell you, there's, there's three Masechtas they call Oni, that are the, they claim to be the hardest Masechtas in Shas, Erevin, Oni uh, is an abbreviation for Erevin, Nida, and Yavamas. So I find Erevin to be the hardest because all the diagrams and figuring out and what are the rules, et cetera. Yavamas, you know, there's all these charts are coming out and there's all kinds of sparring with the charts and the, and the you know, diagrams of uh, this one's married to this one. This one's married. It's not really that, uh, uh, it's not that complicated. It's just, it's just you have to follow the case, but it's not like the lumbus is so uh, difficult to understand. So here we're gonna have like a little bit of an introduction to Yavamas. What is Yavamas? It's, uh, they call that a leveret marriage, meaning a marriage within the family. When one when a person dies, when a man dies, with no children, then somebody else in the family is supposed to marry him. Now, the real even that we're talking about is a brother, a brother, and a brother from the father. We don't look. The mother doesn't count. The mother doesn't count. In fact, mother is is also, as we're going to talk about it. It's a brother from the mother. You know, there's not only not even, but it's but it's also, as we'll see. So. We had already in the Torah, right? Yehuda's sons, right? They, they died and then uh, Shela didn't want to wait for Shela Bani and all that. So there you find this concept of Yibam. And of course, we have it in Rus, right? With Elimelech, that there it was understood to be other family members also. The idea of Yibam is that somebody else takes over for the deceased uh, deceased, and uh, and to make up for the for the brother uh, or for the family, in the case of uh, Elimelech, 
it wasn't a brother, but somebody in the family took the place of the, of the poor deceased guy who died with no children and will make up for it. And when they have a child, they'll name him after, after them. We'll see that the, when the Pusik talks about uh, that, um, uh, when they have a child afterwards, uh, they'll name him al shame Achim. It doesn't really mean, we're not talking about, we're not talking about literally you have to name it. That's not the, uh, the Chiyav to name him after the deceased person. Uh, that's not really what the mitzvah is, but that's what the Pusik sounds like. It says, And we'll see what it's really talking about that we learned from that Pusik that the older brothers have to. So we let's let's look at, 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 at what are we dealing with. We're talking about brothers who are from the father, like Reuben, Shimon, Levi, right? They all had the same father, right? And they're going on. Some of them didn't have the same mother, right? But the mother is not the issue. We only look at it from the father. Now, when is there a mitzvah? Only if the Reuben, the call Reuben, was married to Leah. And we'll say Shimon, just for an example, Shimon's married to her sister, two brothers married two sisters, which happens, right? Mutter to do. Now, Reuben died with no children. And his wife, Leah, <laughs> fell to Shimon. But Shimon's already married to Rachel, her sister. So he can't marry her, right? That's the, that's the basic idea we're going to talk about here. The ones that can't get married. The mitzvah is to marry. If that, and, and that mitzvah, by the way, applies today, too. Except that today we don't do yibum. Except that I think some Sephardic communities did it even until recent times. I don't know what goes on today in every, you know, maybe there's some community in Ethiopia or whatever that does it today. But basically we forbid it. We go with Abishol's idea that they forbade, the rabbis forbade it because they were afraid that to perform yibum, uh, the person might do not do the shame mitzvah, but he have a, you know, for carnal intentions, he had a thing for his sister-in-law, you know, so, uh, so therefore, the rabbis forbid and said, and said, the Pusik says you're supposed to marry her, right? If you don't marry, if you can't marry her, you don't want to marry her, whatever the reason is, if she refuses to marry him, whatever it is, uh, I mean, if he marries her against her will, it's still considered a marriage in that case. Why? Because when the first brother dies, when Reuben dies, and he left over another brother, Shimon, whether Shimon's married or not is, is irrelevant because polygamy was okay in the time of the Torah, the Torah for, uh, permits polygamy. Uh, there's automatic, as soon as Reuben dies, there's a connection, what we call a Zika between Leah, Reuben's wife, and Shimon, right? There's already a connection there. In fact, you don't need, there's no Kedushin. Midrabana, we'll talk about Mimer later on. They did Mimer to make it, you know, you make a little, uh, get an engagement first, right? That, but there's no really, there's no, there's no, um, there's no midaraisa. You don't need an engagement. You don't need kedushin like in a regular, regular marriage. There's kedushin and then nesuin. Today we do it all at the same time, but there's kedushin and then nesuin. <clears throat> Minatora, by even there is no kedushin. As soon as as Reuben dies and he had a brother Shimon, or any you know any brother, there is a zika and there's a chiyav to make a yibam. If they don't do the yibam, the Torah says you could do chalitza. You do the process of chalitza. She removes the shoe and spits in front of him. You go to Bezdin and all that. And she says they don't want to marry. And then they're part of today. You still have chalitza. Even when there's no yivam today, you still have chalitza. This gets to be a problem. You hear about cases like this where a young man moved to Israel, Chosar Bechuva, married a woman. Unfortunately, got sick and died at age 25. And he had some brother in America who wants nothing to do with some procedure here. But he has, she needs chalitza in order for him to get, uh, in order for, for her to be able to get remarried to somebody else. Also, the chalitza is necessary even if she doesn't want to get married to somebody else. They had the case 
uh, in uh, my wife's family a few years ago, uh, in 95, my wife uh, had, had a great uncle who died with no children, died with no children. His children from his first marriage had been killed in Auschwitz. And he was remarried several, a couple of times. And his last wife uh, <clears throat> was left in Amman after he died. And he still had a brother in America. Who, and he had a, the brother in America had to come and perform chalitza. Now she was 85 or 90, it wasn't an issue for getting remarried. I remember I discussed this with uh, Rabbi Dor, and he said, no, it's necessary because to free her, she has to be freed. Even if she's not gonna get remarried, there's no need to do chalitza. Now, there's only a mitzvah to do chalitza when there's a mitzvah to do yibum. If there's no mitzvah for yibum, there's no mitzvah for chalitza. So those things go together. There's no such thing in a Torah as chalitza. You do chalitza, but you don't do yibum. Now we're gonna find many cases throughout this. We've got four months ahead of us in, yib in yibumas where they do chalitza and not yibum, but not because there's no mitzvah to do yibum and then there's a mitzvah to do chalitza. No, it always goes together. As we'll see, what does that mean? That there's no mitzvah to do chalitza when there's no mitzvah to do yibum. There's no such thing. There's only a mitzvah to do chalitza if there's yibum, but you can't perform yibum for some reason. So uh, or you don't want to do yibum, so you do chalitza. But there are cases, where the rabbi said, do chalitza and don't do yibam for other reasons, because of marasayim, because of this, because of that. But again, it's not like there's a chiv to do chalitza and there's no chiv to, if there's no chiv to do yibam, then there's no chiv to do chalitza. Either. So we're going to see here in the case of Reuven and Shimon married to two sisters and <clears throat> Reuven dies and Leah, his wife, falls to Shimon, but Shimon can't marry her because he can't marry two sisters, right? Pasuk says, Yishal chasa lo sikach litzror, Right, you can't take you can't you can't take a, a woman to be a co-wife. Right, you can't take two sisters to be co-wives. So you can't take two sisters to be co-wives to be rivals. Tzara is the lashon in the Gemara. Tzara, co-wife or a rival, you know, contending with one another. You can't marry to two. You can't marry two sisters. So you might say, if you can't marry two sisters, okay, so give her chalitza, right? So so Shimon, who's married to Rachel, the sister of Leah. She give she give Leah chalitza no because when there's no yibum there's no mitzvah of yibum the Torah says in the case where you can't marry her because she is already a relative an erva it's forbidden a forbidden marriage in this case it would be in what we call incestuous but any time when you can't marry her because it's considered uh, it's erva when there's no mitzvah of yibum there's no mitzvah of chalitza either that's the basic idea there are so so for example. Uh, I'll, give a, I'll give an example, but there are cases where the rabbi said, do chalitza. Fam most famous case probably is this case. A Kohen is married to Leah, right? Let's say Reuben's a Kohen and he's married to Leah and he dies with no children. And his brother, Shimon, is the Kohen Gadol. Shimon Kohen Gadol, right? Shimon's like Shimon Kohen Gadol. What do you do there? Now, um, um, in, in this case, Forget about the fact that, that, that it's not even talking about a case of Shimon's, let's say Shimon's single. He's not married to Rachel. I'm married to, to no two sisters here. Very simple case. Reuben's a Kohen, married to Leah. And he dies and he left a brother Shimon, but Shimon's a Kohen Gadol. Now Shimon, he's a Kohen Gadol, so he should be married, right? He's supposed to have a wife. He's got some other wife, right? Not, not related to, uh, to Leah. So what do you do? But we have a problem over here because Shimon can only marry a woman who's never a Batula. Okay, okay, fine. So if she's not a Batula, because she's already, because Ruben was married to her, so she's not a Batula, presumably. 
So then there's no problem because even though there's a mitzvah of Yibam, and the Pasik says in in Vayetza, in um he's in Ki Kiesh Machmiachtov, two brothers sit together, brothers alike, like uh Avinu, brothers from the father, right? Uh, we're talking about that means that they get the same inheritances from the father and one of them dies and he has no children so she shouldn't marry somebody else she shouldn't marry somebody in the street okay there's a mitzvah say so wait a minute you have a mitzvah say going against the mitzvah flow say that the coin goddol is not supposed to marry oh uh, 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 very good so michael says michael remembers the gemara from seven and a half years ago so Gemara later on that Kosik says there, there's an Asay and a Losasay. What's the Losasay? He can't marry an Amana, right? Amana Gusha, he can't marry. And there's a Mitzasay, Ki and Basula Mayachim, he's got to marry a Basula. Uh, so there we understand why you can't do, uh, uh, why the Mitzvah of Yibam doesn't overtake and override the uh, Losasay, because of the Losasay and Asay. And S is not Docha Losasay. We're going to have in a few days the famous Sugi of Esed Docha Losasay. Right, that's gonna we're gonna learn it out. That dollar over here is gonna talk about Esa Docholosase. So Esa is Docholosase, Stam Losase, but here's a say in a Losase, it's not Docha. But what happens if Reuben was only engaged to Leah? He had Kedushin. Kedushin, I mean real Kedushin, not what we call engagement today, real Kedushin, right? And she's still a Petula. So what, what do you say would Shimon the Kohen Gadol have in marrying her once Reuben dies? Almana, she's still Almana. Esa Docholosase. So why shouldn't Shimon, that said that the Kohen, marry her? So the Gemara goes through a whole shock of Atari about that. And we come out at the end. I just want to give this an example. You're right. Really, really, there is a mitzvah. And you could perform Yibam. Except the rabbis say, don't do it. Why? Because we go there, meaning this. There's only a mitzvah the first time to make Yibam to marry her. Afterwards, once he's married to her, there's no mitzvah of anymore. He's performed the mitzvah, right? The mitzvah is to marry her. He married with the, with the first bia, he's, he's married her. But now there's still an iser. He's married to an amana. The, is, the lava of amana is still there. He's not allowed to stay married. To, if, if a coin goddle marries an amana, like a, like a coin today who marries a grusha, unfortunately, right? It happens. Come as a grusha. Is it only iser the first time? He, he's never supposed to stay married. He's not supposed to be married to her, period. So that's the problem. So the rabbi said, you know what? Uh, they said, do chalitza. They tell Shimon to do, ch- Shimon the Kohen Gadol, do chalitza, even though technically, say the first time, but then when you're married to her afterwards, it would be a problem. So there, so again, what are we saying? I'm, this is just, I'm just trying to make the point that there is no chalitza when there's no yibam. But over here, there is yibam, but, but, but the rabbi said in many cases, do chalitza, not to have other problems. Better do chalitza, not to even, which is what we do today. Today, in all cases of even, and there are cases that come up, unfortunately, a man dies with no children, even an older man, but certainly a young person who dies and his wife is going to get remarried. You have to do chalitza in order for her to get married. Uh, uh, we'll see. If she marries a chalitza, is the kid a mamzer from that? Well, it's only a lot. It's not really like uh, an iser kares or an isamisa. If she marries, let's say, Let's say the woman's not religious and she doesn't want to listen. She doesn't care about chalitza and all that stuff. Don't do this hocus pocus to me. I'm getting married anyway. The kid wouldn't be a mamzer, but it would be an isulav. I mean, according to Rekiva, it would be a mamzer. Oh, no, yeah. not, not according to us. Right, so that's part what of the... But, huh? No, only according to Rekiva. Rekiva holds that even an isulav, like uh, being an isulav, something which the punishment is only uh, malchus, uh, uh, the product of that is also a mamzer. I always give the example... 
in a case that happened that somebody that we know, and, and what do I mean by that? That basically, let me, let me get the, the, this idea before I want to give this part of the lecture. The mitzvah is only when there's no children. When there's no children, right? When he dies, when Ruben dies, no children. If there's children, then there's an asservatious ah. You're not allowed to marry your brother's wife, right? Just like you can't marry your wife's sister. You can't marry your brother's wife. There's an isra, it's, it's like marrying your sister. It, your brother's wife is like your sister. So the Torah says you can't marry your, your, your brother's wife. It's usr, of kares, and the kid would be a mamzer from there, right? If you marry your brother's wife. Except, you know what? If he had no children, there's a special mitzvah bivam. But if there's children, or there's some other reason why uh, you're potter from Yibam. Give me an example. We're going to talk about a case. Here's an example. Reuven, there's Reuven, Shimon, and Levi, right? Brothers, right? And Reuven <clears throat> dies. But Shim, Levi wasn't born yet. You know, they were Haredim, and his mother gave birth to Levi after, you know, much later on. And um, when Reuven died, his wife, Leah, fell to Shimon. Right? Okay. Now Shimon dies, also no children, right? And she falls down. Now, now Levi was born. Levi was born in the interim. Is there a mitzvah? No. Because it says, says They had to be together in the world. There's only a mitzvah. Let's say Reuben had no brothers. There's no Yibam, right? So if he had a brother that was born after he died. No, there is no Yibam. There's no Yibam. There's no somebody else. It's only for brothers. He's thinking of Boaz. That was, that was the... It was the idea that somebody would take the place. But in the halacha, it's only what the Torah told us, only brothers, and only brothers from the father. Let's say there was a brother from the mother. Okay, let's say there were two brothers. They had the same mother, right? They didn't have the same father. Not only is there, so if Reuven died, Reuven had a brother, Shimon, but they had the same mother, not the same father. So even if, uh, even if there was no children, Shimon's not allowed to marry her. It's what we call Eishasach Shaloba Maka Mitzvah. It's your, it's your brother's wife, and there's no mitzvah here at all. Now, when there's no mitzvah, it's an iser. It, it, it's, it's considered incest. It's like marrying your sister. As bad as marrying your sister and iser. Kara, it's the same thing. This is incest. You can't marry your brother's wife. Your brother's wife, if they're brothers from the mother, or brother's wife, if the brother had children, or if the brother did not live with you in the same world, meaning Reuben died, and then Reuben's mother, who was still alive, had a child, Levi, Subsequent to that, right? Subsequent to that. So even if, even if uh, then, you know, uh, uh, and certainly if, uh, if she, you know, the, the wife didn't get married, Leah didn't get married for 20 years, and now we're like, Shayla Bini, wait for Shayla, you know, and then Levi grew up, there's no mitzvah. Even if later on, he, even if when Reuben died, he married, she married Shimon, and then Shimon died, not she both, but since she was also to marry Reuven, because uh, Levi was not allowed to marry Reuven's wife because they weren't in the same world. Once that Isra applies, you can never marry him again. So the same idea that if there's children, it's Osir. So we had a case, a case that, that uh, unfortunately I, I, I saw, I mentioned this case uh, many times, that we, uh, we were doing business in America and we had a, uh, there was a printer, who was a very good friend of ours. His name was Mo and he was Jewish. He was a very good, very, he supported Chabad, a very good conservative Jew. He lived in Teaneck, New Jersey. And he said his sister died. And we had a, we had a girl, Menachem Avalim. And his sister was 70. She died at age 70. In those days, 70 was old. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and then we we're talking about, it. he says he has to still visit his father who's in the hospital. So you, you have a father in the hospital? Your sister died? He's 85. How can you have an 85 year old father if your sister was 70. So he explained to us the situation. 
he had an uncle who got married in the early 1900s. And the uncle got married and he had five children and he died young at age 30. And his wife was a young wife, right, with five children. And the family encouraged her to marry the deceased's brother. And this Mo was from that deceased, uh, was, from, was from the brother. In other words, his father was 85 and his sister who died 70 was from the uncle, was not, was not the father's daughter. Okay, nice story. As we leave and I'm driving on, I said, wait a minute, Mo is a mamzer. Mo is a mamzer. Because his, his father married Mo's mother, right? Mary's my mother, who wasn't allowed to get married to Mo, to, 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 to this man, because she was, there were children there. It's Eishasachim Shlov Maka Mitzvah. It was like, you know, and they didn't realize it. So I said, I was looking for a I said, well, maybe the first marriage wasn't really a marriage. Maybe it was a conservative or a reform or something like that. But he showed us pictures that the one who married them in the early 1900s, the one who married, I had a beard and a kapata and everything. It was a proper marriage. Now, Mo has no clue that he's a mom. So unfortunately, he doesn't, he's not alive anymore. And he had children uh, living in who knows what in California, doctors and lawyers and stuff. Nobody's going to know that they're mom's Aram. Mo's and mom's children are mom's Aram. Nobody's going to know. One day they'll be probably true. That's why the whole world is mixed up today. We need Mashiach to come here to Shem Bikarov and straighten out these moms would be Matar the mom's Aram. But that's the case. So it's a strange thing that the Torah says all these cases are Erebus and you know, uh, um, when these are ervas, there is no yibum. There's no yibum. And therefore, it's also, to, not only is there yibum, it's also, because so here the Torah, the Gemara starts out, the Mishnah says, what do we mean by that? The prime, the prime, yeah. the prime. How, mm. do we, how do we deal with a situation today, practically, where a man, where he won't give chalitza? Is that woman considered an aguna in the sense that Bezdin is kofin. What do we yeah. do today? I guess so. The same I don't not know what the Bezdins actually do. I've heard cases like that where it's very difficult to get the person, the, the brother who's not religious or whatever, to give chalitza. I don't know what they do. Do they force him? Pardon me? In other words, by a get, you force, right? I, I guess, mm. yeah, but Bezdin can. If it, here in Israel, Bezdin could probably put some, you know, put some, uh, thing, but it, it has, Bezdin has some teeth here. But in Chutzlar, it's when they have no power. I don't know what they do. It's a real, it's a problem. She's like an Aguna. Exactly. She's like an Aguna. So here we're getting now, this is all the simple introduction. Now we're going to get to the problem. The problem is that Sarah, meaning this, Ruvain, and they're going back to our case. Reuven is married to Leah. Shimon is brother, and they're brothers from the father. The mother doesn't count. It might be brothers from the mother and the father, but it has to be the mother. If it's only the mother, it's Eishaf Shlomo It's like there's children. You're not allowed to marry and punishment of chorus, and the children would be mamzerim according to everybody. Oh, according to one sheet, you need, uh, according to most sheets, let's say, it would be mamzerim. Let's say so. Now, Ruben, now Ruben though, has another wife, Hannah, right? He's married, he's got two wives. He's married to Leah, who's Rachel's sister. Let's keep that in our mind. Ruben's married to Leah, Shimon's married to Rachel, the sister. But Ruben's got another wife, Hannah. Now, Ruben dies with no children. So Shimon can't marry Leah because he's already married to Rachel, the sister. Not only that, he can't marry the Tzara either. Who's the Tzara? Chana. We'll call her Tzara, right? She's the Tzara. Can't marry Chana either. That's what we mean. There's 15 women who are such close relatives to you, meaning that Shimon can't marry them because it's his, uh, it's his wife's sister, or maybe it's Ruben's daughter. 
Can Shimon marry Reuben's daughter? Yes, you can marry your niece. You can't marry your aunt, but you can marry your niece, right? So uh, maybe maybe Shimon was, let's say Shimon was married to Reuben's daughter. Same thing would apply. And now Reuben died. And now Reuben's daughter, right? Reuben's, uh, Reuben's wife, right? Reuben's wife uh, is, um, uh, Reuben, Reuben's wife um, is falling Gibam to Shimon, right? But Shimon is married to the daughter, right? Is married to the daughter. So <clears throat> he can't marry, he can't marry uh, the wife because he's, he's part of, he's married to, the, if, if um, I'm sorry, the other way around. Reuben, Reuben was married to Shimon's daughter. Reuben was married to Shimon's daughter. And Reuben dies. Shimon can't marry his own daughter. So Potter from Yibam, obviously, Potter from Yibam. But not only that, he, the other one, Hannah, that Reuben's married to, when Reuben's married to Hannah, he's Potter from her too. Why? Because she's a Tzara of the Erva. So he doesn't marry her either. And then Tzara, Tzara saying forever, meaning if Hannah now goes and marries another brother, Levi, or Yehuda, let's say, right? So he's also, and then Yehuda dies. Shimon still can't marry Hannah, but he can't marry Hannah's other tsara there too. He married to Hannah. Yehuda marries Hannah now, right? Because he can, Yehuda's another brother. Yehuda's not married to Shimon's, uh, Yehuda's not married to Reuben's sister or to Reuben's daughter, or to, or to uh, Reuben's daughter. And he marries Hannah, and, but he can't, he can marry Hannah. But now, now Yehuda dies. So Hannah cannot marry Shimon again because she's a tsara. But if you had another wife, uh, whatever, you know, Sara, uh, whatever her name was, doesn't marry her either. That's that's a, so the pots are forever and ever. In other words, the tsaras keep making more tsaras as they get married more and more. The tsara makes tsaras. All right, we'll we'll talk about the details in Mitzvahim uh, tomorrow. Um, but let's just let's just see another couple lines here. Just see the lines. So there's 15 women who, if they're married to Shimon, right? Potter is saying they potter. These women, Patr the Tsaras, meaning Hannah wouldn't get married, the Tsaras are saying, and Hannah's Tsaras, if she marries, let's say Yehuda, again, if there's no Yibam, there's no Chalitza. The Gemara will talk about why does it mention Chalitza first? Why don't you say Patr and Yibam and Chalitza? Because the first preference is to make Yibam. The Eluhain, and then he starts enumerating who they are. Bito, if, for example, uh, his daughter, right? Like, for example, if Reuben was married to Shimon's daughter, and now Reuben dies, so Shimon can't marry his daughter. Ubas Bito, his granddaughter. Ubas Bino, his granddaughter from his son. Bas Ishto, let's say he's married to, let's say Reuben's married to Shimon's wife's daughter, right? So Shimon's married to the mother. He can't marry the daughter. He can't marry mother and daughter. Ubas Bino, et cetera, et cetera. All these are the cases where Shimon can't perform Yibum because he's married to, already to a relative of this, of this wife, right? Of, the, of this uh of this uh, wife, and therefore, again, uh, if, if um, he's, he can't marry his daughter, right? Can't marry his daughter, and he can't marry his wife's relative. So because of that, he, there's no yibam and there's no chalitza. You don't say, okay, you can't do yibam, do chalitza. No, when there's no yibam, there's no chalitza. The only case that we're going to have, we're going to have many cases where you do chalitza, but it's only to avoid a problem. To avoid a problem, it's not when there's really when there's no mitzvah. When you do chalitza, it's because really there is a mitzvah to do yibum, but we don't want to do yibum in this case, like we said, the case of the coin gadol. But other, but if there's no mitzvah of yibum, then there's no mitzvah of chalitza. All right, we'll we'll see this in more detail tomorrow, mitzvah Shem, as we get into the mishnah and uh, mitzvah will make the siyum and have a good day, everybody. Mazel tov, Efraim. Mazel tov. Yeah.
not the world. Yeah. Um, it, the kids have to be alive. Which, which world? Is what he... Wasn't it kids you mentioned? Oh, oh, where they had children. Yeah. 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 Oh, yes, yes, yes. In order to not be the children, right? At the time, if they had children, if they had children before and they died. Then there's still this Eden because it means at the time of death when Ruben died, if there was any children or not. And in fact, it's this Bain Ain law, Vizera Ain law. You have to check, for example, if let's say she's pregnant at the time. See, so wait and see. That's complicated. We'll see all this in Mitzvah Shem. Yeah. Not, not 9.30? 9.30. 9.30, yes. 9.30, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You need On time. Can I, can I no, bring no, something? No, no, no. Everything's taken care of. No, no. Thank you. Everything's taken care of. Unless it's okay. Just bring yourself. Just bring yourself. Okay. Go ahead.